This is Malia Brown, and I am so grateful to bring you Many Ways to Peace. Thank you for amplifying peace just by listening. Good afternoon. We're so happy to have Kevin Carton on today's show. And I'm thrilled that Kevin is here. He's not only a certified life coach, but he has a special mission and purpose in life. And he specializes in helping millennials to discover and then live their soul's purpose. And Kevin, that is such a topic of conversation in the world, not because millennials are, you know, this generation of up and coming future leaders, um, but because there's a conversation really of being lost mm-hmm. as a millennial. And so I want to thank you for your work in the world. I want to thank you for who you are in the world. And thanks for coming to Peace Amplified's podcast. Yeah. We're really grateful to have you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I'm really thrilled to dive into this today. Yeah. So if you would be willing, give us a story about working with a millennial and tell us something that happens for you when you're working inside of that conversation. What happens? Yeah. So the common theme that I find with millennials is there, maybe you've heard of this phrase that there's a, a quarter life crisis. Have you heard that phrase before? Not yet. That okay. to me is new news. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a real thing. Okay. <laughs> it's a yeah, quarter life crisis. Um, you know, someone around 25 years old um, and just they're freaking out because they either, they think like they don't, they're, they're not as far along as they thought they would be. Or they're looking at their peers and they're thinking like, well, I, I should be more successful or they really don't know what they want to do in life and they feel like they should have it figured out by now. Um, so many different things. And those are just a handful. Um, but the conversation always starts out with is just is tuning into what that person would love. And it, this, this is really for any human being in discovering what their soul's purpose is, is, is coming back to that, that key question of what would I love? Instead of what do I think I should do? What will make me money? Well, although that's a concern, but it's, it's, it's beyond that because what really matters is that you're happy, that you're at peace, at ease in your life. And that come at least my belief that comes from when you know why you're here and you're actively pursuing that because it's, it's going to take some time. It's not like it's going to happen overnight or the next week or even the next month depending on where you are, but most millennials that I talk with they're and they're in that discovery phase, or if they even know what I like get an idea of why they're here, um, what their purpose is, what lights them up, then there's that, uh, that discovery of like, what's the next step to take? Like, how do I build this or how do I achieve this? Um, because there's so many variables and especially now nowadays, there's so many opportunities, there's so many options, uh, that we can get paralyzed even with, with what to do. Um, so, yeah, this, I mean, we, I just opened up a can of worms, I know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I hope that, does that answer the question that you asked? Yeah, I think it answers a lot. And it also talks to the people who are listening, who are thinking to themselves, you know, I'm 25, I should maybe have been farther than I am right now. Mm-hmm. And to think that it's, you know, labeled as a crisis, I think that's a conversation worth having. Mm. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. And it puts us in a spot to understand, you know, if it is a crisis, then 
what do we do about identifying it? I know, I think you're very passionate about something called visioning. Can you mm-hmm. explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's ultimately where I started out. Cause I mean, I, I, I dove into the space of helping millennials and discovering their soul's purpose, because that's where I found myself, uh, five years ago. Um, so I wasn't technically like, you know, quarter life crisis. I wasn't 25, at least I'm 26 now, but, um, it was still the same process. Like I had just uh, graduated um, uh, college. I was going to get a doctorate degree in pharmacy. Um, but after four years, I knew it wasn't for me. I knew it wasn't my path anymore. I made the bold decision, very scary, uncertain to leave. So I had a four-year degree, but I was lost. And uh, if it wasn't for uh, Mary Morrissey, who's my mentor and your mentor as well, um, if it wasn't for her and finding her work and her talking about visioning, and then I would have been lost. I probably would have um, stayed at just working a part-time job in pharmacy still and continuing down that path um, and trying to fumble my way around. But um, I went to an event with Mary and, and she talked about visioning. So having a vision is so important for many, many different reasons. The first, and it's very practical, is that you know where you're going. Like there's, no, there's an old saying, I don't remember, don't know who says this, but that you can't hit a target that you don't have. Like it's like you're, you have like a, a bow and arrow and you're shooting at an empty field hoping to hit something when there's nothing there. <laughs> you need to build a vision of what, what do you want to, to shoot for? What do you want to aim for? So that's the practical end of it, knowing where you're headed. Um, and that, again, coming back to the question of like, what would I love? It's not co- coming from what do I think I should do or what do I think is possible? Um, so having a vision that is, is expansive, that is beyond what you think is possible for you, that, that generates some energy within you to then change your life in, in a way that you never thought was possible. So that's the practical end of it. But then there is a very, uh, for me, it's, it's a little more scientific. And in the immediate, when you have a vision, you see opportunities, you see, you, I mean, you receive different ideas, you, you have more awareness. And this is, this is studied that our brain takes in 4 billion bits of information every second through our five senses. It's like five lane highways coming into our brain and all this information, 4 billion bits of information every second, but we are only consciously aware of 2000 of those bits of information every second, which means that there's a whole lot going around going on around us that we we're not tuned to. And so when you have a vision, you know where you're going you can, you tune your, your focus and your attention, those 2000 bits of information, you're going to be seeing different things in your immediate reality. So I know I go into science because I, as I said, I have a science background, you know, so I love the science of things, but um, yeah, having a vision is so important, but it has to come from the, the heart of what you would love, not, not your brain, not your, your logic of what it, you think is possible or what society thinks is possible. So many different things, but just to not limit yourself. And I think that's a great way to look at visioning. And, you know, we share a conversation and cover the soul and then the greater conversation. And, you know, what is the science behind this? I'm very passionate about the brain Mm -hmm. and how the brain works, because I'm quite clear that if we can work with our um, physical hardware, the way it's designed, Mm -hmm. then we have access to something. And what you said reminded me of um, what we do often as young folks, particularly when we're thinking of getting our first car. Mm -hmm. And when we're thinking of getting that first car, it might be a VW bug. And (laughs) 
we, it might be a VW bug and it's a convertible, right? And it's the color blue. And we'll start to notice VW bugs all around us. Yep. You know, there went a yellow one, there went a white one, there went a red one, where prior to that, we weren't noticing them at all. Yes. And that's a matter in the conversation of the science of the brain. The brain literally will go seeking that which you have your attention on mm-hmm. or something that you want for yourself. So if we want something for ourselves, and we start with the question, what would I love? It actually yields an attention that focuses ourselves, focuses our mind, focuses our efforts and energy naturally mm-hmm. to what we would re- what we would love. And bop, there we go. There's the car all around us. Mm-hmm. And I think we often know these things, um, but we don't know we know them. Yes, it's yeah. it's natural. That's what I, I love to say is that like it's like when you when you are just aware of like how your brain works, how life works, then there's, there's a greater sense of ease of an understanding of that. Well, there is a process to this. And if I just apply the process, it'll work. Like that, I, that's why I love the science of things because there's a, it's, it's, it's very straightforward. It's like, here's the data. Here's what shows like this works. Just try it out in your life. <laughs> that's the key. Like that, I think that's what, what most people are missing is just the action especially in this now day and age, like we have so much information that's just flowing around. Like we're recording this podcast that so can go potentially to millions of people and the information is there. We have all access. We have these, these magic boxes in our pocket that we call smartphones that we can look up anything that we want. And so the information is there, but it's just the application of it that really makes the, the, the changes. It's like where the rubber meets the road and it's giving yourself a self assessment, like being honest with yourself of like what, like what you're actually doing in life, like where you're at. So you could, you can, I've heard it said this way. Um, you can audit yourself. <laughs> you do That's an, an audit perspective, audit yourself. What does that mean to audit yourself? Like it's basically what I was saying, like looking at yourself honestly. And I, I don't particularly resonate entirely with that phrase of like auditing yourself, but it paints a picture. Cause like when something's audited, you go really deep into like the details. And my brother would know more cause he was an accountant but I'm not in that realm. So I don't know what an audit really consists of, but I know it's, it's a deep look at what's actually going on, like right now, the present moment. And so in auditing yourself, quote unquote, then it's looking at yourself, like where, where I'm at, like what is my life like? Like how do I feel? How am I feeling physically, mentally? Um, what are my relationships like? Uh, what about my job, my work? You know, do I love it? Or is it kind of like there's like some like parts of it I don't love and I know that there's something more for me. And then it's very real in terms of like the time and money freedom, like you can measure that. Um, so like looking at your current results is, it's difficult because it's, it's painful sometimes. And I would say if we're all really honest, there's, there are parts of everyone's life that it's like painful where we don't want to be like, we want to change. Um, and yeah, just getting honest with ourselves. That's like the audit. I would say just like, where are you at? Cause then, then you could like with that awareness, then you can know exactly what needs to change. And then it's just taking the being having the courage to change those things which is another challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a great way to put it, right? That we can audit ourselves, be willing to experience ourselves and, and um, feel the pain 
And yeah. then knowing there that is a place that we want to identify and maybe transform in some way. Maybe we mm. want less of it. Maybe we want more of it. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed that you did, which I really thought was quite powerful, is on your uh, website at kevincarton.com, you do an offering with um, a, a thought meditation. Thought train meditation, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little about that. Yeah, um, that was the first meditation I've created. I have three meditations that are available for free on my website. And that was the first one I created back when I was a yoga teacher. Um, so this was like my main work, like peace, like and helping people be at one with themselves and their higher selves, their body. And yeah, I just had this thought of, yeah, creating a meditation. Cause you always, you, people say this all the time. Like I, they have a thought train, like they get lost on the thought train or like the thought train, like went down, like, you know, miles and neg- negativity and, I just had this image at one point. I was like, you know, it'd be interesting to actually have a visualization of that, of like getting on a train, a thought train and it being what you actually want. And so in that guided meditation, um, I, uh, you start out like in the visualization, it's a guided meditation for it so that you're seeing yourself like in this, this massive train station, it's very busy, it's bustling and there's, there's people like going everywhere. And then you see, you want to get on a train. That's why you're there but you see there's, there's this long line for a ticket to get on a train, but the ticket booth at the top says fear, doubt, and worry. <laughs> and the line is really long because people are always getting on that train. But then and you're like, damn, like, oh, I want to get on a train, but like, I don't want to wait that long. And so you look over and thank God you're looking over and you have this awareness to look over and you see that there is another booth. It's empty and it's called the calmness thought train. <laughs> <laughs> and so you go over there and there's, there's a person that gives you a ticket. It's, it's, it's free. Like you don't have to pay anything. And, um, the person's really pleasant. You get on the train and then there's this beautiful uh, visualization of like, uh, as you leave the train station, there's like a open pasture with green grass and, and blue and pink and, and yellow flowers. And it's just like the sun is setting. So like, there's just this, uh, peace that is there and there's this gratitude that you feel. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a really great meditation. I've, I've one one of um, uh, my friends actually said that that's her favorite out of the three that I've created, and so a part of me was like, man, like have I been getting worse? Like, <laughs> but I think it's just the visualization that like it's uh it's because our mind thinks in pictures, you know. So, um, yeah, I loved it and I loved creating it. It was fun. So one thing that you said in in your quote on that website was you said board the train of peace today. Mm. And that just resonated with me, you know, that we can go to purchase a ticket to calmness Mm -hmm. and we would end up on the train of peace. Yeah. And that train of peace is an inner peace. It's an outer peace. As you said, the pictures in your mind, you know, Mm -hmm. of the green grass and the blue and the calm, all those things have a way of coming into us Mm -hmm. and they transform our inner state into an inner sense of peace. And I I know, you know, a lot more about that than you're telling us. right? (laughs) So tell me a little more about that. Sure. I'd love to, to bring it back to a bit of science because it, it really, it, for me, it, it just grounds it in reality. Whereas when we talk about peace, it could be this, this ephemeral experience that it's just like, it's, it's transitory. And it's like, well, like I, I've felt it before, but like, how do I, 
how do I generate that? How do I live in that? Um, and there's all these different techniques, but like getting scientific where everything is energy and that's all there is to it. And so there's, there's a great quote. I'll, I'll actually repeat it at the beginning of it. And I love it. It's one of the, my favorite quotes of all time. It's by a man named Bashar, or it was an entity named Bashar. It was channeled through a man named Daryl Ankle or Anchor or something. I forget his last name. But um, he said that Bashar says, everything is energy. And that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality that you want. And you cannot help but get that reality. And so it could be that simple. So in, in our vibration, our, like since everything is energy and I, I go down to even like really like understand this at the scientific level that we're all just made up of billions of different atoms. To, it's just formed together into cells, into tissues, into organs and all this in our brain. And so everything is vibrating. Your entire body is vibrating right now. And so peace is just a certain vibration, a frequency. And so there are so many different techniques and different ways to generate that vibration, but ultimately it's just changing your state of being, changing how you feel. And it, I, I love the guided meditation way of doing it because our thoughts, gener- our thoughts influence our feelings. It's the first way. Like we, we do um, have outside stimuli that, that um, activate our thoughts and then we'll feel a certain way. Like it's say like it's, um, like if someone like for, you know, a guided meditation, like someone downloads the guided meditation, well, they're, they're hearing my voice and they're, they're thinking their own thoughts and that's generating that vibration, the feeling. So it's, it all comes down to just what are you thinking and where your focus and attention is? Cause that goes back to what we were saying about the, the bits of information that you're, you're seeing. And so if you want to feel more peaceful, then look for peace. It's all around you. There's. I mean, like I, literally right outside my window right now, there's a pine tree and it's extremely peaceful. Like it just, if you contemplate that, and that's, this is going to Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau and their work in transcendentalism, they, they observed nature and nature has a way of teaching. And so, yeah, it's just simple things you can like look at um, and use your attention to then focus your thoughts. And those thoughts will then generate a feeling and that feeling you, you call peace. So yeah, that's a, deep, a little deep dive in there. I can go further, but I want to, yeah, have this two-way street. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I think I think it's important, you know, with about the deep dive and what you just said is that the thoughts, the thoughts, are then what generates the feeling, and maybe sometimes, you know, while we, you know, there are all these billions of bits of information coming into us, maybe we're not real clear that we're thinking our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, what happens there for, for most of us? Are we, are we aware that those are our thoughts? Are we aware that they're coming from outside of us? No, that is, I believe, something that our species is, is growing to understand. And I, I, I'm, my intention, because I'm a part of this, I know you are as well, Leah, that our, the intention to help our fellow man, our fellow woman wake up to realize that the, every single moment they are choosing a thought, but most of the time it's unconscious, it's subconscious. It's just the patterns that we are normally used to. You wake up, you think the same thoughts. Uh, it's like, oh, I gotta get ready for work. Oh, like I gotta eat breakfast. Like you think the, th- the same thoughts, like, oh, traffic, damn it. Like you think the same thoughts, this generates the same feeling. Those feelings will generate different a- the same actions and ultimately it's the same life. Um, but it's, it's just becoming more aware that we always have a choice. 
And it's always available to us at every single moment, no matter what is happening in the world. But that is a challenge because again, we have these five lane highways that we call our five senses and we're taking in information. And we were just talking about this before we started this recording that of helping people generate their own state of being from within. And you're doing a phenomenal job with the, the project that you're working on with, with reading to children to help them generate that state of being within them. Um, and so, yeah, so really it's just a matter of, of understanding who we are as a spiritual being having a human experience. It's just, if we understand, if we really like, there's this one, um, this one Ted talk, my, one of my favorite Ted talks of my, I've, I've watched probably like, I don't know, a good hundred Ted talks this is my favorite one. It's called science and spirituality. That's the simple title is 2010 or 2011. And, um, this, this man was talking about many of the things we're talking about. Um, but particularly he, he had this, uh, way of saying this, that you know, we are energy, like we're fundamentally energy. Again, how I talked about, like, we're just made up of like a billions and billions or trillions of different atoms all put together. So we're just energy vibrating at a certain rate. And he goes, if we understand that, why don't we feel that all the time of being this, this being of light, of this energy of this, this immense potential but we don't feel that we're, we're because we're so conditioned to look outside of ourselves, to look at the conditions of our life, the, the money of our bank account, the uh, relationships we currently have, the facts, and then think that like, okay, based on that, I'm going to be a certain way. And if, if, if I get something, you know, an opportunity, something happens, say, then I, I'll, I'll be happy. Then I'll feel at peace. You know, if I make more money, then I'll feel at peace. Like only then. But that's, that's waiting for things outside of us to change, but that'll never happen because we need to change first. We are the generator of our experience. That's a really profound thought probably for a lot of people that are listening right now that we are the generator of our experience. Yes. And so I wonder if we could do you know, a little example of that, that we are the generator of our experience. Yes, I would love to share a story actually. That would be a, a simple way of sharing that of in my life. And very recently, actually, speaking of, um, of how to generate your own experience, and it particularly with, because you know, we're on a peace, the Peace Amplified podcast. I love to talk about peace, like how to have your own generated experience of peace or at ease in a circumstance that, that would, would not otherwise be uh, conducive to that experience. So this happened just last week. Um, and I'll shorten the experience, but, or the story, but ultimately, so someone messaged me, reached out to me cause I operate my business online and, um, I got a text message from someone saying, Hey, I found your information online. I would love to talk about your life coaching services. I'd love to hear about it. And so I was like, well, this is great. Sure. Um, so we talked back and forth. Um, this woman said that she was hearing impaired, so we couldn't talk on the phone. So we were texting back and forth. She said that she would love to hire me for her four daughters, uh, for life coaching specifically around anxiety. And I thought like, wow, this is a perfect opportunity because I want to help millennials like younger people um, and especially be more peaceful in their life. And so I was like, this is a golden opportunity. But one thing after another happened um, and going through payments and everything like that, but it ended up like get, getting blocked by my payment processor. And I thought there was just like some mistake because it was a, a large amount of money. It was like, oh, well, maybe it was just like, they thought it was um, like too much or anything like that. But then I got a call from them and they checked in on the information. It was potential fraud. And when I brought it up, 
with the person I was texting with, they got very defensive, started cursing me out and just like, like I couldn't believe what I said. And all I was saying is I was just trying to find out the truth of what was happening. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it came down to where they, I had to block them because they just kept texting and texting and texting. And I was getting flustered because they were, it was like a, it felt at the moment like a personal attack. And so at first, my first reaction, and this is very normal, and for you listening and for anyone that in a certain situation that would warrant a reaction of like anger or uh, frustration or any of the negative emotions that we would consider negative emotions is that's okay that they're there at first because they're human emotions. And so I was experiencing that. I was angry. I was really angry. And because then I had to clean up some things over the next day, take some things off my schedule. Like I I was expecting this had to happen and it didn't. And then uh, I was feeling unsafe. So like all of these things happened and I was blaming as like that person, whoever that was, was trying to scam me and I'm now mad. Mm -hmm. But I had the most interesting, interesting experience because I've been aware of doing this work or this quote unquote work of soul. I call it soul evolution of becoming more aware of my own power and how my thoughts generate my own experience. And I started to realize, I noticed what I was noticing, noticed that I was mad and thought, well, this is not how I want to live. I don't want to live in anger. And ultimately I don't want to uh, hold any uh, resentment toward this person because ultimately, and I've grown this awareness over time. Ultimately there's only one of two things happening is it's either someone is calling for love or expressing love, no matter how unskillful it may seem. That's a quote from A Course in Miracles. So I saw this as a call for love. This person was, it was needing love in their life. In this way, it was in the form of monetary abundance. They, they probably needed that money. And you know, instead of like resenting them for what they did, I just understood them for where they were at. And I sent them, in fact, let me actually pull this up. I want to share with you all like the message I sent them before I blocked them which was very, it was difficult to generate this, um, this thought in that, in that situation because I, again, was genuinely mad. Um, but I ultimately, I'm pulling up the picture, I know I saved it. Um, so I texted it to my girlfriend because I was, I was fuming. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but I sent them this last message. I said, from fellow human being to human being, I will hold that you heal quickly and easily from the pain you're in. I see through what you're saying and I see a call for love. Whatever reason that's causing you to react this way to me and be this way in life, I hope you discover the wisdom to transform it into true peace and happiness. Even though it seems like you're trying to get by in life in a way that hurts others, I pray that you discover your soul's purpose in this lifetime so you can live a life you can feel proud of. You always have a choice to change. Namaste. And the moment I sent that, I, I was feeling it a bit, but there was still that human part of me that was like just angry. So it takes some time, but you can always, like you, the way you choose your, your experience, you get to generate your own experience is what you think your perception about what happened. And by choosing to see the, what happened as just a call for love, rather than someone just trying to out to hurt me personally, they don't know me, but it's, it's generating that own experience. You, there's a power that you discover and you can draw from because that is a very difficult situation. And I'm sure you listening have had situations in your life where it's challenging to, to, to 
feel not only feel peaceful, but generate to, to share that peace with others so that it's, it's a calming effect for everyone involved in whatever situation, whatever challenging situation it is. And it could be as simple as, as I mentioned, an example of like driving a car, like and you're in traffic or someone cuts you off. It's a very common experience that has happened to probably most people. And you could easily generate your experience of, of screw that person. Like, but, and I've generated, like I've had, I thought of this and whenever I get cut off, I think, because I still have the immediate experience of like, well, like, damn, like screw you. But right after that, it's like, no, like, I hope they're safe. Like, please be safe while you're driving. So it's just, there's, there's that generation you can, you can um, have within yourself and it's a practice. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And you, everyone has that capacity, I believe. That's a, well, you know, what a, what a great, um, real time example of the natural emotions that arise just by being human, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're not saying to suppress those or to prevent those from coming or even to deny them. Yeah. We're saying, go ahead and feel them Mm -hmm. and then notice how there may be not in alignment with what you're actually committed to in your own life. Because if you're committed to generating more love or if you're committed to generating more peace, or maybe you're just committed to just feeling better, Mm -hmm. that you can actually transform that next moment because you always have a choice. I heard you say that. We always have a choice in how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. We always have a choice in the thoughts we're thinking. And then we transform them into something that feels in a way more in alignment with who we say we are. Mm. or what we say we would love for our own lives. And that's very powerful. It's really Mm -hmm. quite powerful. And you mentioned that it's a practice, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that for for you and, you know, most people listening, we don't want to practice on experiences like that. We actually have to practice, (laughs) you know, like in the practice form before we go out and live our life on the court. So what kind of a practice do you have that's a generative experience that brings you more peace? Mm. A really great question. And, um, my, uh, my practice and I do this daily and if I don't do it daily, then I know I feel just a little bit off as I meditate. That's why, I mean, that's why I create guided meditations. Cause, uh, when I first started meditating seven years ago, I, I didn't know what the heck to do. <laughs> I tried closing my eyes and my mind was just going off everywhere. Um, and so I, I've heard of guided meditations and that's why I, I got into, I listened to one guided meditation that was free on YouTube. It was a chakra meditation for 10 minutes. I probably listened to that a good 200 times within a year. And then I finally graduated and got, went to other guided meditations, but also started meditating without any music or guided or voice or anything like that. And now that's my daily practice. Like I have a, a meditation cushion. I have a chakra banner that's actually right behind me so I can connect with that. Um, and I, I just, I meditate every morning for at least 10 minutes, um, 10 to 20 minutes. And the longer I meditate, then the more peaceful I am throughout the entire day. And, and that helps me become aware of, you know, the times that I'm off track. It helps me become more aware. So meditation has just been um, a, a lifesaver for me, really. And it's just part of my daily rituals now. That's wonderful. Yeah. Meditation. And I, what I heard you say that was so unique to you and your experience so far is, you know, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 20, mm-hmm. right? Like I think there's a perception maybe in the world that meditation has to be an hour mm. or it has to take up, you know, the first half of our day. And then that's what will transform the rest of it. But, you know, 10 minutes has an exponential value yep. in meditation, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Especially if you do it consistently, that was, that's the key for me. Like when I first started meditating, it was like once a week at best, but, and there was times I fell off of it, but the more consistent I got, it just built momentum. That's ultimately what it is. Cause you know, we, we tend to think as human beings, we tend to think in, in days, like like a chunk of 24 hours, you know, or a chunk, chunk of like seven days. Cause we've quantified that and it's useful, but it's life. Like the, just, so the more time you do spend which, you know, like you mentioned, like, you know, an hour or two hours or whatever, sometimes people spend a half a day. And I know people who meditate for an hour a day and that's good for them. Like, you know, that's, that's what calls that for them. You know, that, re- that resonates with them. And what resonates with me is 10 minutes, 20 minutes at best, at most. Um, and I've done half an hour meditations, but um, I find there's a sweet spot for me. And so, yeah, just finding what works for you. So, but it, it compounds. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, getting rid of the thoughts of like, you know, in a day or a week, like I, that's 10 minutes a day for me, which is that's an hour a week, at least, you know, that's a decent amount of time compared to what most people's experience are, which is they don't go within or, 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 or have a practice of generating peace um, daily or even weekly. So it's just having a practice, whatever works, whatever works for you. And there's again, so many different ways, but meditation is what really loves uh, what resonates with me yeah and you know in the in the land of the science which i'll never forget this um what the brain loves most is the sound of your own voice Hmm. your own voice and it's constantly listening for what you tell it for what you say and what's so interesting for me about meditation um is that sometimes you can actually silence the voice Hmm. And when you hear from the silence, there is a whole depth of peace available in that silence. Mm-hmm. You know, so it gives us just one extra moment of pause in everything we do later. Like, you know, that the sound of our own voices, we're getting upset or the sound of our own voices, we're in laughter or whatever might actually, there might be something right above or below that, which is just the sound of peace, the sound mm. of silence. I, um, I love, for me, that's what meditation has afforded me, is that extra second of pause to hear mm. the silence mm-hmm. and to be in that breathless moment. Yeah. I see you expanding your energy with a breath there, and I, I think about that too, right? That if we just take a breath, all of us, mm. what happens in the pause when we're just experiencing the breath? It's really quite beautiful. So when you're thinking about, you know, for yourself and what you believe that could be increased in your own life to amplify peace and even a a more exemplary for you, what would that be? More peace in my life. It would be, so it's taking, because this is always a work in progress, it's taking the peace that I generate in my meditation throughout the rest of the day and I'm reminding, reminding myself of that. Um, in particular, since I run my run a business, um, I know for sure I could bring more peace into the way that my relationship with money, you know, cause it, it's grown over time. Um, which I'm proud to say, uh, which is, uh, has been phenomenal, phenomenal experience over the last year, eight months of running my business full time. But like there still is, um, a, I notice a part of me, an old part of me, that even though I've increased my income, there's still um, a part of me worrying 
of like, well, what, what, well, this is a great month, but what about next month, you know, <laughs> or this week or next week? So, um, yeah, just I, for me, I know like generating more peace in that experience is my next level, like what I can Im- improve on for sure. So, yeah, and I'm sure breath work will help there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worry, right? Worry can be immediately interrupted with breath work. Mm-hmm. As long as we're awake, as you said, awake to the knowledge that, oh, right now I'm having a feeling of worry, right? Mm-hmm. My chest might be tight or maybe my fingers are a little bit clenched. All I'm trying to do is enter in this month's accounting, you mm-hmm. know, and yet my shoulders might be hunched up next to my ears or, mm-hmm. you know, Instead of sitting up straight, I might be bended over. That body feeling is that closed body feeling of worry. Oh, look at that. So mm-hmm. all I need to do in that moment is And then what happens is my whole body naturally opens up. Mm-hmm. It really is a, quite an expressive. And then I go back to entering my data. Yeah. Or I go back to the next moment of determining where I might go for my clients this month. Mm. Mm -hmm. or which clients are in the middle of ending a program and that might want to transition with me as a VIP. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I come from a whole different internal awareness of that energy, that generating vibration within me. Mm. It's calm and at peace. Mm -hmm. It really feels a sense of ease. And that is the rewiring in the brain. Yep. That's what stops the chemical flow from the worry and the anxiety, the different kind of chemicals that just shoot through the body. And maybe now we have these chemicals that are, oh, serotonin. I feel so good. Mm -hmm. I feel so good even while I'm doing my accounting. Yep. While I'm doing my marketing. Mm -hmm. Even while I'm talking to people. So that's that's a beautiful practice. And I I can't wait to hear from you again because I know I'm going to hear from you again. And next thing you're going to tell (laughs) me is your next level. Yeah. Upward expanding awareness. Great, Kevin. That's really beautiful. And I think so helpful. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I hope it helps for sure. Cause it's, uh, w- one note I want to add just really quickly about that experience. And I, I love thank you for really bringing it in. Cause like you, you explained it eloquently of like the process of what you, what happens when you do take it, that breath, you open up and you're still doing Cause the, the key on it is to add on the piggyback of what you're just sharing is that you're still doing the same task. You know, like the, the, the facts don't change before you change. They, yeah. The facts change after you change. So it's generating that experience first and then the results will follow, you know? And so um, it's, it's tempting to think like, oh, well, this is not working if things don't change extremely quick. And some, sometimes they do, things will open up, but like the majority of the time it takes time, you know, cause there's, uh, it's like you generate that vibration, that vibration is exp- expressed out into the universe. The universe hears you just give it time. But if you don't trust it, then it, you start to mess up that, that vibration, that, that frequency, that signal that is sent out. So I think that's so important to just to, to remember, like as you're changing your life is that the internal changes first and yeah. it's okay that the external doesn't change immediately because <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> yeah. And, and we want to be generous with ourselves and knowing that. Mm-hmm. generous in knowing that we are the frequency we are the cause of these external results and we want to yep. be saying to ourselves well you know i'm not always perfect at it mm-hmm. but it's a more or less game we want to yes. do it more we don't have to do it perfectly and we want to do it more because 
our previous vibration or frequency was more of something else. Mm -hmm. So we're just giving ourselves that small opening to say, well, I'll do it more this way. And if exactly. I wasn't perfect at it today, and now there's this moment. 20 minutes ago, I wasn't perfect at it, but now I can do it right now. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage anybody who's listening to just take that breath right now. <sighs> Allow that ease to seep into their bodies. Allow your shoulders to relax. And listen to this last part of our conversation in a new vibration where peace has kind of embodied them and it's around them and within them and through them. And so, and in that space, you know, what, what would it look like? What would it look like in your best life in 10 years from now? What would that be for you? Hmm. Want me to answer that? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. 10 years, 10 years from now, there is a solid confidence that I feel in my business, in my relationships, in my health, in the freedom that I have with money as well as time. And I have clients that are working with me from all around the world, over 20 different countries. And I have a hundred clients. They're all loving the work with me. We have weekly calls. They feel empowered and on purpose. And I have just raving testimonials and uh, my, my website is just looking phenomenal. It's a huge up level from what it was 10 years ago. And um, traveling the world, I'm speaking. I, I, I'm a pilot. <laughs> so I have, a, I have my own private plane. Um, I love flying in that plane so that there's, there's a piece that's generated just seeing the sunset and the sunrise, which I love to, to fly over and see once a month at least. Um, I'm married. I have a couple kids and it's been, it's just a phenomenal life. I, there's the ultimate, uh, under, under, uh, lining piece about this is that <laughs> underlining piece about it is that there is a peace. There is a confidence. Um, there's an assuredness that what I'm doing right now in the present moment is, is, it is producing the results that I want six months from now, a year from now, another five for 10 years from now. And I know where I'm going. I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm on purpose helping thousands of people. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful image, isn't it? And we're all holding that with you now. And we know that other people, and I love how you shared, you know, what's happening in your health, what's happening in your relationships, what's happening in your time. Once a month, you're traveling, you're seeing the sunrise, the sunset, mm -hmm. you're experiencing the peace and you're doing it as a private pilot. I mean, you can close your eyes and you can see yourself visualizing the sunrise and the sunset. Mm -hmm. You can feel the energy of that peace that expands within you. But you can feel the tens of thousands of clients that are also being, they're living empowered lives. Mm -hmm. Empowered lives as a result of their work with you. Mm. And, and that does, it gives a sense of ease and confidence and flow. And we know that this is, this is what it looks like while it's all working out. Mm -hmm. this is what it looks like and we're being that generator and you started this whole conversation by talking about a field and having a bow and arrow and being in that field and not having maybe at the moment when we started some kind of target to shoot for mm -hmm. and it's very clear what Kevin's target is to shoot for right and every time you pull back your bow every day is a new day you're mm -hmm. pulling your bow back that day and you're saying I'm shooting for that target because I mm -hmm. gave myself the opportunity to visualize it. Yeah. 
I brought that into my own awareness. I allowed myself to experience what it would feel like if I had all that right now. It doesn't have to be out there for me to feel it. Yep. I can feel it right now. As you said, the mind thinks in pictures. Mm -hmm. And we experience those pictures right now in this moment. That's our peace thought train. Yes. Beautiful, Kevin. Just Thank a you. Really, yeah, profound experience with you today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, especially that last part. That is uh, a beautiful experience because I actually have not dreamed out 10 years from now up until now. It's always been three years at, at the, the longest. Um, you know, so that was, that was really great. So thank you for that question. My pleasure. And I, I love, you know, your willingness. You talked about um, being courageous, mm. right? And I think you just demonstrated what it is to be courageous. Someone asked you a question and you just, oh, I think I'll lean into the question. Mm -hmm. That's courage. Definitely. Anything else that you'd want to share with those millennials and discovering and living their sole purpose? Yes. It kind of just piggybacking off of what you just shared of being courageous because the vision I just shared with you, it's an extension of the vision I have three years from now and a year from now. You know, and that's at the, at the point in my development and evolution, there's a, a fluidness with it. It's, it's easy for me to dream a dream now and visualize this and see it. But I know that that's not the case in the beginning because we have all these thoughts of like, I mentioned this before of like, what do I think I should, what do I think I could do or what's possible or oh, who am I to do this or any of these negative thoughts, the limiting thoughts it's just remember that you're not your thoughts. You have thoughts. That's why we say, I have a thought. We don't say, I am thought. <laughs> and so since you're not your thoughts, you could choose to, to discard a thought that is not serving you. So discard the thoughts that are out of alignment with you becoming the person you want to become. And yeah, you may not know exactly what your purpose is yet, but as you focus and keep your attention on the question, what would I love and what is my soul's purpose? It will be revealed. Every question has an answer to it. It's, it's the law of polarity. So it's, it's, you're here for a reason. You must have a purpose. There's no reason there's, you wouldn't be born if you didn't have a purpose. So, so just trust in that process and knowing that it, you know, it does take time. It took me years to really know like solidly, my purpose. Um, and it's, it's it, just enjoy the journey because it's, it, you'll, there'll be ups and downs and I still have ups and downs, even though I know my purpose, but um, it's enjoying that journey. Cause even if there was, it was like everything was smooth and everything was working out, then number one, life would be boring. And then number two, there would be no challenges, nothing to grow into. So the evolution of our souls would stop. So trust that where you are in your life right now is exactly where you need to be. And you know, listening to this podcast might be that, that spark for you to take that next step to move forward. And so whatever that step is, do it. Don't wait. Just do it. Awesome. Do it. That's a great way to end the podcast, whatever that step is. And you, we know you've heard from that small part of you, that little tiny voice inside of you that knows the step because we know that you're the highest authority in your own life. Who's ever here, who's ever mm. listening, you have it inside of you to know the next step. Mm -hmm. So as Kevin said, just do it.
Thanks, Kevin. What a beautiful interview. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. And thank you. Looking forward to more from you in the future. Yes. If you would like more information, please visit our website at peaceamplified.com. May you have peace in your heart, peace in your community, and peace in your world.